So hi, Only Gonna Rise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Eric from Mom Jeans. And we're some questions to say about their new album, Bear Market. So congrats on that. By the way, how do you feel about the response to it so far? Oh, oh the the response uh <laughs> polarizing, I think. Um mm-hmm. is probably uh the right word. Um no, don't get it twisted. I have no regrets. I'm super glad that that we made it and that it's out there. But yeah, seeing you know, like making making music is super wild because sometimes you think you know what people are going to think about it and then they don't think that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of been our experience, but it hasn't been bad by any means. It's just been interesting. So you, yeah. you mentioned like you, you think you know what people are going to think and then it's the opposite. So what were your expectations going into putting this out? I think that's that's an interesting question because I think there's kind of at least the way that we put out music, I think it's kind of like a two phase process where we, we really try hard, like pretty hard, like not to think too much about, um, you know, like how it's going to be received or what people are going to think. Um, and usually we don't really, that only comes in as like, I guess, you know, like a marketing strategy, quote unquote, if you will. Um, you know, you can't really let what people think influence the art too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, I think that, I don't know, like we we hoped that people, I think, would understand why we did it a little bit more or would be a little bit more interested in why we did bear market at all or even why we why we did it the way that we did mm-hmm. do it. And that did not seem to be the case so far. People were just it was very polarizing. Like I said, it was either, oh, this is awesome. I'm so glad you did this or this is the worst thing that anybody has ever done to me in my entire life and I'll never forgive you for it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's kind (laughs) of like it's interesting to see like how people got to that point and i think i mean more than anything you just hope that somebody's going to resonate with like the music that you make and it's more so interesting knowing that some people have resonated with these songs before so to i think like turn around and maybe have some people who really love the original versions of the songs like truly detest and be upset about like the newer versions um was just it was it was funny and it was also just like polarizing like i said absolutely yeah, yeah. um sure. can can we get into the little bit of like the why behind this project totally absolutely all right let's dive in then i mean the why so i think that um it's interesting because i think the like mom jeans and every band you know like we exist in in this kind of music industry that is 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 changing very very rapidly and um depending on how much y'all or anyone who uh, follows this band may know about like our business and how we we kind of do things like we have set ourselves up in a way where um like we don't have very much passive income it's kind of like as long when you're doing stuff like you're doing stuff and you're doing well but when you're not you're really not doing very much and we've been trying to think more about things that we could do just as a band, especially in this, you know, post COVID world, like trying to not always being able to just tour whenever you want to and play shows whenever you want to, um, you know, like what is something that we can do, um, to, you know, maybe generate a little bit of passive income for ourselves in terms of, you know, streaming or whatever. And, and, you know, I think that we've reached the point as a band where we've been around long enough where more than a couple of people are like, Hey, I'd love to hear an acoustic version 
of this song or like you know i've played solo sets before and you know we've had people get sick and break guitars and we've had to do acoustic sets before and so i think there especially with this style of, of music you know there's definitely um, a leaning towards wanting to hear the acoustic um rendition of the original song and so we kind of were like well that's it almost seemed like a no-brainer and with a you know more than a more than a little bit of advice from you know like our 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 management and advice people that we paid and give us advice they were like this isn't a bad idea you know just you know all the top songs and whatever and but i also i feel like that's kind of a slippery slope at the same time as far as just you know like i don't know our we our job is to you know be musicians and to like try and and make art and i think you have to try and make something that has a narrative and like actually means something you can't just like try to print money because that's like not how like like people aren't stupid like you know what i mean our fans aren't stupid like they they would see through that in a second mm -hmm. and so what we really hoped to accomplish with bear market i guess was to try and do try and do something that visibly was a lot more effort and a lot more intent and a lot more time and a lot more love than just all right, here's, you know, me and Austin sit down with the acoustic guitar and I mm -hmm. sing the songs and he does. Not that there's anything wrong with that and not that that hasn't been done well mm -hmm. by people before, you know, but it's, I just, that didn't, it didn't feel like us. We, I don't personally enjoy performing that way a ton. I like playing with my band. I like playing with music with my yeah. friends. That's why this band exists, you know? And so if I really wanted to go into the studio with a guitar and spend a week doing all this, I would have done that a six years ago. And I, I would, I would start a solo project or do something if I wanted to do that. So bear market for us, like we saw an opportunity to challenge ourselves and actually be like, Hey, let's not just like quote unquote, take the easy way out. Let's try and actually make something that can almost stand alone as its own kind of release and its own kind of record. And you know, in a perfect world, maybe some people will like these versions as much as they like the old versions. And like the old versions aren't going anywhere. We're not changing. We don't, you know, we've never changed or planned on changing the way that we play the songs live. Um, this is just like another flavor. And it's like, if, if we got to spend, you know, two months in the studio making an acoustic album, we might as well make it fun and we might as well make it sound cool. We might as well quote unquote, like remix <laughs> our own songs. Yeah. Um, and I, I still think that that like makes sense. Um, we still think that that makes sense. And I guess, you know, we also realized that like through kind of the release process of like bear market and stuff, it wasn't always necessarily super obvious or like transparent, like what we were trying to accomplish. Like that wasn't always necessarily translated to people, um, in the most direct or, um, yeah, just like clear way. So um, it's easy to see like maybe why people don't know that or don't understand that or even haven't heard that sentiment from any one of us mm -hmm. um, before. But yeah, that was what we thought. And as a result, like we did accomplish that goal. We had a lot of fun <laughs> making yeah. that album. We got to nerd out and we got to, we just got to like try a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily get to try when you're making like, the next lp mm -hmm. and you're trying to do like the next 
serious thing and like does this tone fit into you know the landscape of everything that we've done up to this point in this album that we're writing like does this lyric and no dude like let's, let's like have one song be like a never shout never worship with like blown out <laughs> fake drums and auto-tune Yep. And let's have another song sound like freaking Mumford and Sons, where Austin's doing the boom ka boom ka like drum beat. Like, let's have a couple of songs be just what maybe people are expecting to hear, just be a pretty straightforward acoustic rendition of the song. And it doesn't have to make sense necessarily. Um, it's just it's acoustic. That was the only thing is like the acoustic approach to making an album and using acoustic guitars as kind of like the the guiding light for doing everything gotcha um, but yeah yeah you you use the word fun while you were describing yeah. like the why and it definitely is fun like obviously like from the outside it is an acoustic record you listen to it and it is basically that is the shell of it but it is with yeah. the mom jeans flair which is yep. fun and mm -hmm. that's what i got listening to it um you know i was part of the holy shit what the fuck did this band do the first time i listened to it i'm not gonna lie but i gave it another listen today knowing that we were going to be talking about it and i'm like wait i judged just one just a little bit too soon because it's just like it's it it's just fun like it's just fun to listen to i appreciate that thing I mean, we're all entitled to our knee-jerk reactions that we have so i don't i don't fault you for that at all hell yeah hell yeah uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art Oh, totally. Um, <clears throat> so the cover art, less so, but the name definitely. Uh, this band originated in like Berkeley, California, um, because Austin and I were both students uh, at like UC Berkeley. Um, and we started hanging out a lot our first year because we somehow, you know, by the powers that be, we ended up on the same floor. Um, in the dorms, that's how we met each other. Uh, he was into skateboarding and like smoking weed and video games and jazz band. And I was like, okay, this guy's cool. I want to be friends with him. Oh, um, yeah. but there was a, you know, you have dining commons around a lot of like university campuses and stuff and Cal, they're kind of littered all over like downtown Berkeley mm -hmm. and they'll have, you'll have a bunch of places off campus where you can go and you can use your, your meal points that your parents pay for, uh, to buy, you know, stuff. And they had this almost like it was like a school like version of like a 7-Eleven in the middle of one of the residential like complexes. And that 7-Eleven was called Bear Market. And Austin and I, for the first year of being friends and hanging out, would our nightly routine would be to like play Grand Theft Auto 5 for a little while and then like listen to Joyce Manor and stories so far and then we'd go for a walk and smoke a joint and then we'd raid the bear market spend all of our meal points on like ice cream and snacks full freshman 15 style mm -hmm. and then just go home and pass out and try to get up for our 8 a.m classes <laughs> the next day usually unsuccessfully right yeah um and so when it came time to figure out what we were going to call this album again kind of what i mentioned before like the why we wanted the name and the presentation to honor the fact that we felt that this was kind of more than just your run-of-the-mill acoustic like record like we we really tried uh to make it its own thing and be its own project and at least for us and the way that we made it and spent time and like compartmentalized our schedules like it really felt like its own thing 
And so calling it that, it almost felt like going back to our roots and kind of like reimagining, you know, wow, like look at where this band was, you know, six years ago, like eight years ago, and how some of these songs have developed in that time and and how we still enjoy playing them. And like, man, what would I do now if you like showed me that same riff from eight years ago? But like we were trying to write a song with it now, like what would what would we do? Yeah. And yeah. I think that like we tried to tap into that little version of nostalgia for ourselves and even just this this band, which was a really fun space to be in because not to sound corny, but it's like I, I really do love my friends very, very much. And I really do love the guys that I'm in this band with very, very, very much. And so <laughs> anytime that we get to spend just like bouncing off of each other and like really even having a reason to come together and to work hard and to focus and to like try to give the best of ourselves for each other is always a very gratifying experience. And to me, that felt very similar to how this band started. And it felt very similar to like the way that I did when I was that age, when I was in college, getting stoned and going to bear market with Austin. And um, so that, that was just why it seemed kind of, we also, I realize now we also used to make, um, we made like skate videos like in college, like we did like bad, like skate videos off of like people's phone and edit them all together and stuff. And those were called bear market. There was a series and it was just called bear market one, bear market two, bear market three. And I think if you look it up, you can go on YouTube and you can find bear market four. Oh, and it, there's clips of like Austin and I like skating at freaking like town park in Oakland and just like skating around the UC Berkeley campus and like just getting clips during summer school. Cause we were bored out of our minds, nice. but, <laughs> but nice. yeah, so that's where the name comes from. Hmm. And then the photo, um, that was actually our, our, our manager suggested that we use that photo um, for for the cover of Bear Market. The back cover of us eating hot dogs is the one that I wanted because that's <laughs> us eating at Top Dog in Berkeley, which nice. is just like a local uh, food spot that's like a haunt that everybody goes to if you're a student there. It's a legendary spot uh, in the East Bay. And um, but yeah, it was funny. Um, they were just like, yeah, you know, you guys are just like stuffing your faces full of hot dogs and just like, I don't know if it's like the, you guys, you know, you guys. You guys should look good. You guys should look professional. We're like, ah, okay. Um, and we had we had done this photo shoot, um, trying to just put promo material together with um one of our main photographers. His name's Cody. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just like had that photo and it looked it looked cool and like, you know, we don't look like we hate each other, which is usually just like the bare minimum mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. like we need to be able to <laughs> use a photo. Um, but yeah, and it was I think for us, at least when it comes to album covers, I always want to stick with photos. That's just like yeah. a personal thing and more specifically like photos of us. Yeah. I think that that's something that I hope this band always maintains. Um, I think that there's something, um, it may sound corny. It may sound like overcooked as a thought, but I think that mom jeans is a band to some degree has never really been about reinventing the wheel or like creating anything like particularly new or groundbreaking um i think at least for me like mom jeans has really been an experiment in just like radical vulnerability with myself and with the people that i am friends with and the people that i want to connect with like this is who i am these are the things that i like mm -hmm. this is what i'm about i'm not going to pretend to care 
about the shit that doesn't interest me and that I'm not about because I just don't have that in me. Yeah. And I think in a way, the photos are kind of like a reflection of that. Like you're we're we're never gonna like have to make a we're never gonna have to create an album cover or album art out of nothing because it doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Because what because what you're gonna hear at the end of the day, it in one way or another, like has already been done. And that's and and that's okay because like that's what these guys do. That's what you're getting. You know what you're you know, you know what you're getting into when mm -hmm. when mom jean shows up. It's just like it's these four fucking dudes and they just <laughs> they do what they've always been doing. Yeah. And I think that there's to me, there's almost like a kind of transparency in that we're like, you're not gonna see this big, crazy, like insanely drawn or designed, like ridiculous album art, and then you're gonna like yeah. listen to a band <laughs> that's like singing about like his like mom and dad's divorce or like being scared that his dog's gonna die or being mm -hmm. like mad that like his friendship ended like mm -hmm. I, I always wanted to be a little bit transparent and a little bit what you see is what you get with this band and so i think that doing our album covers that way and you know consequently doing the bear market art that way still holds true in that sense yeah it fits sure. yeah and I just I think it's funny that your team draws the line at you guys eating hot dogs as cover art, but is okay with just bare ass on, <laughs> right? on your last record. Like that's just kind of crazy to me. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Hey, you know I I I pick my battles. Yeah, I, yeah. You gotta, <laughs> gotta fight out. for the ass cheeks, not for the hot I dogs. Ask the questions yeah. that I need to ask. Well, turn yeah. the ass. I I was the butt cheeks we're only really difficult when it came to doing some social media stuff. We realized that we couldn't have the album art be our like profile picture on Instagram. We couldn't oh. have it be our cover photo on mm. Facebook because they're like, nah, dude, this is just, this is straight up like bare ass. Like we have policies. <laughs> against we have this. Rules, yeah. And so yeah. it was so funny. Then I remember the day that sweet tooth came out actually like Joel, uh, He's our he's one of our managers and he's our creative director, does all of our art. He had to scramble and make like a pixelated version <laughs> of like every of every version of like, you know, the the story sized rectangle and the square and all the social media stuff. He had to go back and do that and like at like the eleventh hour. And it was and it was hilarious because none of the none of the socials were updating and Twitter wasn't letting us make it our cover photo and Facebook wasn't letting it make us our cover photo and Instagram wasn't letting it make us our profile photo. It was really funny. Yeah. That's great. Oh That's God. great. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the process of like taking these songs and turning them into the acoustic versions that you hear on this record now? Yeah, definitely. I think that um, <clears throat> I definitely felt I'll be, I'll be real. Like I felt a little bit, insecure about trying to strip down some of these songs at least like really really hard and really make them really really bare mm -hmm. um just because at least for me personally like that's never what i ever that's not what i intended to accomplish like with these songs um in the first place and that's why i say like is we don't do very many acoustic sets or very many acoustic performances because that's just like that was never the point yeah. for me like to do that <clears throat> Um, and so kind of knowing, knowing that, uh, at the very least can kind of, I felt like my, I took a baseline of like, where am I comfortable to be able to feel like there's enough else going on around me that it's not so hyper-focused in on my vocals and not so hyper-focused in on like what my guitar might be doing or like, mm -hmm. 
and again, like giving us the space to breathe and bounce off of each other the way that a band does in their recordings. And I think that we we just wanted to really, um, I don't know, like try everything that we possibly could. I think that <clears throat> it's interesting too, because like the way that we made Sweet Tooth and the way that we wrote Sweet Tooth, I think informed a lot of that. I think that, you know, Sweet Tooth was our first time really writing collaboratively as a band. Um, you know, in the past, generally, it was myself and Austin doing a lot of the heavy lifting and other people kind of figuring out a part here, a part there, ultimately being told what to play and then just having to implement that. And writing Sweet Tooth with like four songwriters in the room mm -hmm. all the time and like trying to make sure that all four songwriters are happy with what's going on in every section of every song was challenging and we had to learn how to do that and what for us what that usually involves is just like turning over every stone trying every tempo trying every feel trying every you know possible tuning trying every variation of the chord progression um <clears throat> and we we never got to do that with any of these songs before mm -hmm. um and while obviously like the structures of most of these songs from Best Buds and Puppy Love and Sweet Tooth were already written, you can't really mess with them too much. Thinking about, you know, maybe changing the tempo or changing the feel or, you know, adding a section here or taking away a section here. Again, kind of what I said, like, what would these songs sound like if you showed them to me now for the first time? If you showed me this riff or if you showed me this chord progression, like what would I be naturally inclined to do with it because I now have six to eight years more musical experience that I didn't have when I was 21 and we made Best Buds. And that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so I think like leading with that, like what doesn't the original recording do? And now that I'm saying it out loud, honestly, I'm like, man, it kind of makes sense maybe why people are a little like shocked by bear market is because like we actually at a lot of points tried to do the exact opposite of what the original recording like accomplished yeah. it was like yeah. oh you did a third on the harmony here well like you were gonna do a fifth or like we yeah. did a halftime here well like we're not gonna do a <laughs> halftime there we're gonna completely kind of flip the script or like was this song really kind of on the heavy side well like what if it was like really chill and kind of like stripped back and stuff like that and i think that that was really fun and really exciting and really challenging and we got i think we also we are we have a bad habit of being like really big fans of music mm -hmm. so it's like once once we stumble upon something that we like it's like i really just want to hear that now yeah i really just want to do like Oh, like, dude, like I heard you do this riff, like over that riff, like, and you did it for two seconds at the end of practice, but I, I can't stop thinking about that. And like, that's how it is to me now. <laughs> and it was almost like, like feeding that impulse and letting each other just go off on those tangents was, was very fun because it, we got to utilize a lot of the things that we learned from Sweet Tooth, but we also didn't have some of the same restrictions that we had from making Sweet Tooth too, or it was like, we didn't have to take things too seriously because we always had in the back of our minds well if they don't like this they can always just go listen to the original song like the original song's not going anywhere and exactly i guess yeah we just we felt that there was more to gain by doing something different with the song than there was to gain by just doing the exact same thing 
Fair enough. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> since, you know, th this project gave you guys such a an opportunity to kind of just like be free and do kind of whatever you wanted with the songs, um, are there plans to do this kind of style in the future? Like maybe when you've got another handful of records out, you come back and you do this again because not only does it give you guys the freedom, it's also like you guys are finding ways to supplement income that isn't just going out on tour or just doing another fucking merch drop. Exactly. I think that's a really good question. I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that on behalf of everybody because mm -hmm. we haven't, you know, we haven't thought about that yet. I think that not that we're scarred from, you know, putting out bear market or anything, but it, we would be doing ourselves a disservice as people who make music and as people who are trying to run a business if we weren't aware of the fact that like it wasn't necessarily smooth mm -hmm. if that makes sense um and trying to learn something like we could be bitter and we could be like oh everybody like you you guys are so terrible like we spent we spent twenty thousand dollars making this album and all you had was complaints and we could be really upset and we could be we could throw that back in people's faces but i don't have, i don't think there's anything to gain from from that on on either end like people are entitled to their opinion like we could have just not put anything out and then nobody yeah. would have anything to complain about you know mm -hmm. um i think we we tried something and it didn't really go the way that everybody hoped it would in the best case scenario and that's okay and that doesn't stop anybody that happens every day in the music industry every day somebody takes an l and everybody learns a lesson and everybody moves forward and i think that you know so taking all of those things into consideration, I don't think we're jumping at the opportunity to like, it's not like bear market was such a huge success that now we have to do that. <laughs> to all of the remaining, yeah, you know, the whole catalog. You don't like, yeah, I, I think I can comfortably say don't expect a bear market V2 like anytime in the near future. Yeah. Um, but that's also, it's also a reflection of the fact that like we, we chose to spend the extra time and we spent, we chose to put the extra effort in because that's what we wanted as a band. And now seeing how everything played out, just like with any other decision that you have to make, it's just like, was it worth the effort? Was it worth the time? Like, yeah. did I get out of this what I put into it? And that is hard to say. And only time will tell, you know, mm -hmm. because also it, if you know much about mom jeans, like we tend to be a bit of a slow burn whenever we put out music, like people have a lot of complaints whenever we release something. And then usually six to eight months later, we start hearing from a handful of people that like it, that, that are enjoying it. And that's, I'm conscientious of that. And I'm not going to take it personally. If people aren't immediately hopping on our music saying it's the best thing they've ever heard the day that it comes out. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to doing something like this in the future. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I think that all of us too, like we're all capable musicians and we're all capable songwriters in our own right. So we have the resources and the ability to go and record our own music with other projects. You know, Sam has just friends. Bart has graduating life. Austin makes his own music. Sam also makes, you know, his own other side project. Everybody has stuff going on. So whether or not we feel like we're really brimming to like try and, 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 you know, get all this stuff up is not necessarily the case. And I would, I think it would, it'd, it'd be more likely that you would see more music from Bart and more music from Sam and more music mm -hmm. from Austin coming out in the near future, I think um, is probably more realistic. Um, but, but yeah, I think that, yeah. 
makes sense yeah right. i think the yeah. the the per the, the point with my question was not like bear market v2 because we had just you know we opened the interview talking about the very polarizing no true uh, but more so just like you're you're talking so much about the freedom and the enjoyment and mm-hmm. the the like closeness that this brought for you guys and i didn't know like you know some sort of project where it's just like there's a record and then there is the alternate to the record, which is you guys fucking around and having fun and whatever that may be, whether it's acoustic fucking EDM. I don't know. Like, Oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) I, I can, I can speak to that and I can say like, poor K no los dos, like why not, why not have both? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's really what we're trying to tap into now. Like I don't want to choose anymore. Like I think that's more talking about sweet tooth, right? I think that, Sweet Tooth was definitely like, again, it was like a conscious choice to like try and accomplish a goal, which was, uh, you know, do something sonically that perhaps was potentially a little bit more radio friendly that was potentially had, you know, a wider reach for a wider audience that, you know, was trying to follow in the footsteps of the Weezers of the world and the Blink-182s of the world, the Green Days of Fallout Boys, like the people who achieved a lot of commercial success while still making objectively alternative music. Mm-hmm. Um and we saw how that went and we saw how we had to do things and how we had to operate as a business for that to be the case. And we also like, that's been cool and that's been fun. And we also are the same people that we always were that when we made best buds and we thought that it was funny to put a Bob's burger sample on one of our songs, like mm-hmm. we per like currently the band has a very strong, very strong desire to kind of tap, back into some of the less serious and more fun having aspects of, of writing music. Um, and I think that I had the privilege when I was, you know, 1920 writing the songs that ended up being best buds and ended up being puppy love. I was, I, I had the privilege of like not really having to, to worry about whether or not there are any drawbacks to doing that. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't really care. And if I did think that there were, yeah, if I did think there were going to be drawbacks, I was like, I didn't care. I think this is cool. I think this is funny. And people who also mm-hmm. think that this is cool and funny will latch on to it. And I will make real genuine friends because those people will actually like the stuff that I like. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah. It's, um. I think it's hard to, to completely eliminate the fact that like, whether or not your record is quote unquote good or quote unquote taken seriously, like will impact how much money you make will impact how many tickets you sell to your next tour, like will impact how much exposure you get at the same time, you, you know, everything comes at a, at a cost. And like, I think that we have, we've been consciously willing to sacrifice like certain aspects of like trying to have fun and trying to be really not take things too seriously. And, and try to, you know, like white knuckle onto the aspects of this band that really made us fall in love with music and in the first place. But, uh, you know, at, 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 yeah, at the same time, you can, it can go both ways. And we're just trying to strike that balance right now as a band. So I think that I, I hope that to answer your question more succinctly, I hope that in the near future, as Mom Jeans develops and as we keep writing music, there won't be the need for two different versions of anything. Mm-hmm. Like the one version will, will be enough and like you'll get the whole you'll get the whole story in the one recording of the song gotcha um, which i think could be exciting i guess that taps into what we were going to discuss a little bit later which is new music 
Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You you want to get into that a little bit? Talk talk as much as you it. can about what you guys may or may not be working on right now, and maybe maybe it just bleeds into what you were just talking about. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um. What can, what am I allowed to say? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can say we've been writing, and that's that's really cool. That's really exciting. Um. You know, to provide some context, uh, you know, Mom Jeans is a band that historically has always had a really hard time. And I, I don't even know why I'm saying mom jeans like me. I've had a hard time songwriting when we're on tour, mm. um, when we have other things going on in the pipeline. And mom jeans historically has always been a band that is like touring a lot yeah. and doing a lot and has a lot of irons in the fire because that's just how we like to operate. And so, um, you know, with the best buzz album cycle and with the puppy love album cycle, like nothing really got written until somebody told me that I had to like sit down and like finish writing something. Mm -hmm. Best buds just happened to be like the first 10 songs that we actually wrote. Peppy love happened to be the next 10 songs <laughs> that we wrote. And, you know, with, with, with sweet tooth, um, I think that, you know, we were so, we were lucky with sweet tooth because, well, I mean, not lucky that COVID happened. Obviously, nobody's lucky that COVID happened, but mm -hmm. it was it was fortuitous in the in the sense that we really needed time to not be doing anything else, yeah. to to hone in and learn how to write songs as as a four piece band with four songwriters. And the freedom that our schedules had when when COVID happened really allowed us um, to do that. So you know, again, like we didn't need to learn how to be able to write, like while we were doing things, it would just, we would kind of fall into these patterns of like, oh, well now we have this next, you know, six months of time off. So I guess we should really, you know, bear down and finish writing this record. And for the first time in this band's history, we've been like writing music, like while we're on tour, we're like jamming during sound check. And like we, um, we went to Australia recently uh, with Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls. It was super fun. It was a really great trip. Nice. Only downside of that trip was um, we were traveling together with them. Mm -hmm. So we ended up going to the venue at their load time mm -hmm. every day, oh. which if you know you're not the headliner, you would need to be there hours after the headliner because there's nothing for us to do because they need to do all their stuff first. Yeah, And so most of this... Most of this like 16 day trip to Australia and New Zealand, we would have about three or four hours to ourselves, at, like together in the green room with nothing to do and like nowhere to go really. So we would just like jam and like started writing songs. And I think we wrote like two or three demos just on that trip alone. And like Austin and Bart and Sam have all been on a tear. Like I get a demo in my inbox, like probably once a week of something that's better than the last thing that they sent me. Um, which is really, really cool um, and really fun and exciting. So that doesn't really shed too much light on what, it's, what it actually may sound like, I realize, but That's okay. from a vibes perspective... <laughs> It's mm, it's fantastic. The vibes are there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect you to get into the sound, the sonics of it, um, because like that might give up too much. But you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever you. I don't think with. it will. I mean, I can. I think I can. I think I can get the point across without revealing too much. I think it's no secret, like where our original influences as a band coming from. Like I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Modern baseball is my favorite band. Always will be. Mm -hmm. You know, like the Joyce Manners of the world, the Tigers Jaws of the world. You know. Mm -hmm. Title fight, I, we could sit here for hours, right? I could just like go on of like all the amazing bands, like 
we had a habit, whether it was intentional or not, when we first started making music together of like really wearing those influences on our sleeve. Um, you know, Sam and I talk about it sometimes and I think it comes from jazz band and like when you're in jazz band and you're learning how to improvise, um, you know, there are, there's standards in jazz, which are songs that everybody knows how to play. Everybody knows the melody, everybody knows the chord progression. And like when we were in high school and you were doing your solo at the jazz festival, like you'd get extra points for like playing a melody from like a jazz standard or something and like showing that, you know, that this is the same chord progression and doing these little nods to those that came before you. And it, nobody shied away from that. That isn't seen as like ripping things off. Like that's, that's you paying homage. That's you honoring those that came before you. And I think that while we've never lost that aspect um, of music, like from a songwriting perspective, I think that like sonically we've definitely, I mean, clearly with Sweet Tooth, like got a little bit away from like the Midwest emo world, mm -hmm. got a little bit away from, uh, you know, the Scrams world, got a little bit away from the Twinkly world, like took a big step towards big choruses, big production, big drums, you know, like yeah. pitch correction on vocals and stuff like that. Like it, it was, it was, it was shocking for, for a lot of people and not everybody's into that. And we did it because that's what we wanted to do. And we wanted to hear what it sounded like when we tried yeah. to do that. And it was fun doing it, but there's also a very big part of all four of us that misses, uh, I, I miss the riffs. I miss the twinkles. I miss the crazy Austin drum solos. I miss like, I, I think I feel like as a songwriter, I've proven that I can write a good chorus. I've proven that I can write a good song. I, I've proven that I can write a nursery rhyme that gets stuck in your head and that you're going to remember. Mm -hmm. Now with this album, I really just want to entertain people like in an ADHD sort of way, almost like where you have to be paying attention and you have to be engaged. Otherwise you're going to miss what is going on here. Um, and I think that we've always in some songs had, you know, certain elements of that. We've always nodded to our influences and trying like, you know, we'll go more off the rails sometimes with, with certain songs than others. But I think like really, doing our due diligence this time around with our next LP and trying to write songs that, um, that don't ramble that, you know, don't have a lot of extra nonsense in them that are very direct and very straight to the point. Um, but also are just packed with content. You know, you're not, there's not really a whole lot of time where you're just establishing a groove or like establishing a tonality or just like, you know, okay, dude, like we heard the riff one time we get it. Like you don't need to do it four times. It's a good riff. Um, yeah. kind of learning how to edit yourself mm -hmm. and how to, um, power pack your music with just like a ton of content and a ton of musicality. And I think that that's something that we've never consciously tried to do before. It was, it was more of like a self, uh, a self, um, expression, type thing you know like just wanting to have a space and wanting to have a voice in this space and wanting to contribute and um it feels really good and we we talk about it a lot we feel like really fortunate to like have had the experiences that we have and have it be like have it be informing this kind of like zone that we're landing in now and it's really cool and really neat and i, I can't tell y'all how awesome it is to like have four people like kind of independently come to that 
conclusion like on their own and like how good that feels when you like realize that like everybody's kind of like on that same vibe and feeling the same thing it's it's really cool and really exciting so i think that we are you know we're doing this tour um in february which is uh gonna be really fun or not february in march that's gonna be really fun that's gonna be really cool uh, we're really looking forward to it and then after that like our goal is really just like put our nose to the grindstone and and finish up you know, whatever demos we have and start thinking about where we want to make the next album and who we want to make it with and when it might come out and stuff like that, which is, which is cool. And we feel ahead of the curve too. Like we already have like tons of demos and we have tons of songs in the pipeline, which is really, really exciting. Hell yeah. Shit. You're hyping it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to see what you guys, you guys are working on. Yeah. Me too. I can't wait. It's, it's, it's honestly like the kind of the worst part is like just like knowing that you're sitting and and again it's not even so much that like I think other people are going to love these songs like more than they loved Sweet Tooth or Puppy Love I'm just like this is these are the coolest songs that I think I've ever written these are the coolest songs that I think we've ever written I just can't wait to to share it's that awesome. with people yeah, yeah so it's exciting hell yeah fuck yeah very All stoked right. And before you say too much uh and get us in trouble uh, we're going to switch <laughs> back <laughs> uh I want you to describe uh, your newest album in three words for new listeners as quick as you can. Acoustic. Okay. Chill. Okay. Pretty. Nice. Pretty. That yeah. was the goal. Acoustic, chill, pretty. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, achieved. Um, so can you talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this record, positive or negative? There isn't really like one moment that particularly well actually there's there's like a handful of moments there's something really special that happens with this band in particular there's like a moment that i live for um you know austin he's our he's our drummer uh fantastic vocalist but like drums is like mainly what he does in this band he help us he also happens to be a fantastic guitar player and a fantastic songwriter um and he kind of downplays it uh, and we've had moments and we had a couple of moments during the bear market recording process where, you know, the drums are recorded. They've been recorded maybe for days or hours at this point. You know, Austin's in the corner. He's chilling, drinking his coffee, hitting the vape, just waiting, waiting until, you know, it's his turn to do something again. Yeah. And and out of nowhere, he he'll just hear him be like, hey, stop. You go back real quick. And he'll walk over and be like, can I have the guitar? And he'll just sit down and just like, like, um, like tie-dye was one of those moments where like, actually it didn't even happen in the studio. Like he just sent us the demo for, for tie-dye. And it was, hmm. I think we actually used a lot of the same tracks that he actually did in the demo in the actual recording of the song like oh. we use some of his backing vocals we use some of his drum samples we use some of the uh, guitar tracks because it just it sounded so raw and good he just sent it to the band and we were like dude what in the hell like you you just made this <laughs> you just made this on you just went home one night and started just came cooking. out of you <laughs> yeah like Pull it what out of your the, ass. like yeah. how, how dare you like <laughs> So there was, there was a couple moments like that. And then like in the studio where he would just walk over, you know, like, and this has happened with every record that we've ever made, but it's like, I'll be struggling with trying to, you know, figure out what guitar riff I might want to play or struggling with a chord voicing or, or something. And like, and like, I'll get there 
eventually like i'd i'd figure it out i'd 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 punch my way through the brick wall eventually but like homeboy will take the guitar out of my hands or like sit down at the keyboard or at the bass and just lay down one of the tastiest licks or one of the prettiest chord progressions you've ever heard out of nowhere and just like change the dynamic of the entire song and it's like oh okay well like you just immediately did the best sounding thing on this song objectively yeah. and it blows everything else that we just spent the last five hours doing out of the water <laughs> and so now we have to now we got to go back like half frustration half excitement right like that was the that was almost like the headspace and so there was there was a lot of those moments where like austin is kind of famous for that in our crew for for doing that for grabbing the guitar and just like all right here's the thing now um but honestly everybody had a moment here there um recording uh through the entire process was just like oh my god dude like you really just like went and added that that like fountains of wayne style harmony that like I've never imagined hearing in the song. And now I just, I just want to go back and change all the backing vocals. And I just want to do them all like that now, or mm -hmm. you just added this one layer of like electric guitar, just mm -hmm. do just ringing out chords or whatever. And it just, it brought everything together. And now we just have to go back and maybe that's why we, we kept cooking so hard on all of these songs <laughs> because it just, it just kept happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it's just like, and, and then you, you know, you add, we have uh you know, Matt Yanko from just friends. He's our guitar tech. And like, he was recording with us too. And so like, he was guilty of that as well. He'd come in, like throw some down. So like, oh, no, now we got to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So gotcha. that was my favorite thing that kept happening. Yeah. I like that. I like that the, the questions like challenging or stand out and the, the, the census is everybody's just too fucking good. <laughs> everyone yeah, around you is just too off. fucking good <laughs> it's 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 frustrating sometimes like these fools it's it's but hey it's i i love them they're, exactly. they're awesome yeah exactly it's a good thing to be frustrated about mm -hmm. as well yeah exactly i'm very in awe of like my friends who are super super talented i'm sure you both have people in your lives that you feel the same way about and it's just like yeah. just like damn dude you're just my homie and you like did that fucking crazy i gotta yeah. step my game up yeah. exactly you're making me look bad <laughs> like, for real yeah shoot dude like i'm supposed to be the i'm supposed to be the guy that writes the lyrics bro like why are you over here making me look bad like yeah mm. Damn. all right <laughs> uh, so we spoke about tour earlier mm -hmm. it's coming up what should fans up. expect? Should they expect the new versions of these songs being played live? Should they? No, oh, not at all. Shaking your head. All right, tell me what 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 should we look for? Um, same thing that we've always. So this is, I think, this tour that we're on now. Even though we put out Bear Market, it's it's kind of an extension of the Sweet Tooth tour that we went on last year. Mm -hmm. um, it feels like, you know, I don't think any album has a definitive end to its cycle, right? But it feels like we're kind of rounding third when it comes to what we've been able to do and present with sweet tooth as a project. Um, and this is kind of like our last hurrah for sweet tooth on this tour. Like we're going to be playing, playing a lot of the sweet tooth songs, um, you know, handful of best bud songs, handful of puppy love songs. Like we always do. Um, we're probably going to play Alameda County fair because we've been really liking that song and, Good. you know, it wasn't on bear market. And I, Similar to a lot of our recordings, like I think the way we play it live sounds even more badass than the recording does. Um, but for the most part, like I think, you know, people who have seen us before and like know what our live show is 
pretty much about they can they can expect the same thing i will say we're going a little more out of pocket um with like the costume party situation Yeah. that uh, art is is cooking up right now i don't know we i'll be i'll be real with you there's like there's a certain amount of like insecurity when you start to play some big rooms like don't get me wrong again we're very fortunate we're very grateful like getting to play the fox theater in oakland like has been a
you know, like where they put their money and about like where they invest their time because like nobody has endless resources and nobody has like a totally empty schedule. Like we all have to pick and choose which shows we go to and whether, and like, that's true for everybody. Like I, I can't go to every single show that I want to go to. Um, and that's, that's just realistic. And we're trying to, uh, like I said, at least do our due diligence and like, let people know to the best of our abilities that like, we, we promise you, like, it's going, it's going to be fun if you come through and you know, they can't make it because, because of work or because, because of weather, because of the train, they, they aren't coming because they're, they aren't not coming because they're not sure if they're going to have a good time. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's all that I want. If you're not coming because you don't care for our music or, you know, you're physically incapable, I can make my, I can make my peace with that, but yeah. I don't want you not coming because you're not sure if you're going to have fun and be welcomed. Hell yeah. Well, oh. I'll see you in Jersey fucking raging. Hell yeah. yeah <laughs> I think, let's go. I like, I really want to do like the Tony Soprano outfit, like where he's in the track suit or it's not the track suit where he's in the house coat. <laughs> which is the gold chain and and the tank top that's yeah. like that's kind of what i'm i'm thinking and I, i've been pushing that for jersey but you know we'll have to we'll have to look at the data and we'll have to read through the comments and see what people are saying <laughs> absolutely and i'm gonna try and see you in richmond it's just what fucking everyone's touring in march and it's kind of throwing me for a yeah little, there's i mean and they're all insane. good tours too like what that military gun pool kids tour like looks insane mm -hmm. um i'm like that like they just announced that spanish love songs like Oso Oso tour like that looks insane there's a lot of freaking stuff going on so yeah yeah absolutely but yeah i hope to see you there hit me up if you need a guest spot or anything got you appreciate it i already i already got my tickets my girlfriend's a huge mom jeans fan so they went on sale and i had to buy them you know oh for sure yeah. <laughs> you're doing the lord's work over there bro respect yeah. um yeah. For the last couple of questions, it's going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Totally. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? This, yo, this is crazy. I was just watching Gordon Ramsay eats his last meal on YouTube right before uh, this. Um, <laughs> I love Gordon Ramsay. That's a, that's a tough one to say. Like, can I have multiple things or does it, is it just like one item? Sure. Both we like, have no rules here except that you're yeah. dying. For exactly, sure. I think, I think like sushi of some kind. And if I can get real specific, it would just be like salmon and tuna nigiri. And Ooh, like, like a shitload of that. Um, that would be fantastic. That would be one of the items, uh, an in and out double, double with extra mm -hmm. cheese, extra pickles and no other vegetables. That would be my second thing with animal fries. Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, that would be my second item. And then, um, a really good burrito mm -hmm. from from a truck. That would be my only stipulation. It's got to be from a, from a truck. Okay. Um. And like, yeah, I I feel like that gets my my bases covered, and I would be like, all right, I I lived a good life. All right. And and what it's drink fine. are you having with that? Oh, the drink. That's true. Yeah. Honestly, Coca Cola. I've been mm. like. Maybe maybe I'm a I'm I'm a slave to the, to the corporate conglomerate at this point, but like there's something about a crisp Coca Cola whenever you're just going to town on on some nummies that really really hits the spot. Nice, sure. hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Okay, what is your favorite color?
I feel like I shouldn't have to think this hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm right? like, you're it in deep be. thought. I don't know if you're playing into it or if you genuinely it should don't be, know. It's a big question. Come yeah, on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say green. I, green. I default to green Wouldn't a lot. Like forest green. Mm -hmm. If I can be real specific, forest green yeah. is always a good color. You can't go wrong yeah. with forest green. All right, we'll, we'll take it. Um, yeah. So as Gloria said, that's all the questions you had to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Is there anything that I would like to plug? Um... Let's see. We are old guys approaching our 30s that are trying to figure out how TikTok works. So if anybody listening to this wants to follow us on TikTok, that would be extremely appreciated. Um, you know, I want to shout out the other members of my band real quick. You know, Austin, Sam, and Bart, uh, you know, our managers, Brad and Joel. Like we really we're an amazing group of individuals who who work really, really hard um to to try and take care of each other and we're really really proud of that so i want to shout out all, all my boys for that and um yeah nothing i just i guess i just want to say thank you thank you for yeah responding to my email and reaching out and for being open to this i've i've had the um i've had the experience of doing a lot of different kind of like pr stuff in like the last few years um between you know like interviews and and phone calls and zoom calls and podcasts and everything in between and i've i think at least for me i've realized that this is a setting that i really enjoy talking to people in i feel yeah. like i can be the most myself i feel like i actually get to make a couple new friends every time i do it and um you know to be to be selfish like i i just I like getting to interact with people in a way that makes, you know, me feel good and makes me excited. And um, so I appreciate y'all for doing that and for making the time uh, to talk to me. I know it's uh, easier said than done. So um, yeah. And good luck to y'all with everything with the podcast. Thank you. Glad, so, glad I'm we a fan and I'm going to keep listening too. Appreciate you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, glad yeah. we finally got to chat. This has been uh, an interview we've been wanting to do for a very long time. So I'm glad yeah. uh, that, you know, I stumbled across a tweet and we made this happen. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, and because we have two minutes left, I got to fucking ask you, you want to talk about Sopranos? How do you feel yes. about fucking Tony killing Christopher? Uh, yeah, Christopher was a loose cannon. You know, he it had needed, to be done. It had to be done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that I think that the I'll say this. The Sopranos is one of the best shows on television because it manages to make you sympathize and empathize mm -hmm. with people and characters that you normally never should or ever would empathize and sympathize mm -hmm. with. And I think that that is proof of the character building and the mm -hmm. proof of the writing of the show. And like, I think that's really what the show is about is in an, ex is it's an experiment of humanizing true sociopaths and showing us as consumers that like we can honestly believe anybody and fall in love with any type of character as long as we see ourselves in them so yeah, yeah. damn right, right. Um, well thank you for now it's been eric from mom jeans and we have been the good noise podcast